You've reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kind of lost track myself. Being this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off, you've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Richard, uh, before watching The Devil All the Time, do you have any idea what the movie was about? Oh, boy. No. <laughs> no. Did you watch, did you watch a trailer at all? I didn't. I didn't watch anything for it. The o- Literally, the only things I knew was that Robert Pattinson was in it. Tom Holland was in it. That's 100% all I knew. <laughs> I, mean, I know what you're thinking. You're not wrong. Both Maybe of those people are in the movie. Only five. Uh, we will get into more of that when we get to our review of the movie. First, I want to tell you that, uh, did you know that Madonna is going to direct a movie that is a biopic about Madonna? I had heard something about that, that, uh, yeah, and, and then I forget... Because I think they had someone like shortlisted to play her too, and I forget who it was. Oh, I hadn't heard that one yet. All I saw I, was that, that uh, Diablo Cody was going to be writing the movie, oh, and then, right. uh, Madonna was going to star or not star in it, uh, direct the movie uh, direct. The about her. Like, I don't, I mean, that's cool. I, I, I'm all for her directing, but like, directing the movie about you seems kind of weird. I I mean I guess but then I'm like not I guess I guess on one hand but not really right cuz I mean Shia LaBeouf does uh Shia LaBeouf uh just did one uh where he wrote it kind of about his dad and then he plays his dad but I think I, I don't know if he directed it or not but I think he wrote it and was like starring in it playing his dad as well. Yeah, I don't think he I don't think he directed Honey Boy. Yeah, I don't think he directed it either, but it's like a similar situation in, 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 a, in a, you know, you're writing something very close to you and then you're, you know, playing your father. Um, yeah, that is a strange uh, thing for sure, though. And I mean, I, I don't know, I would be, I, I mean, obviously I grew up listening to a lot of Madonna music because, you know, my family was very much into the 80s music, which uh, still resonates very closely to my heart because I'm still like, mad into like neo synth wave and all that stuff that's happening now thank god because it's all (laughs) wonderful beautiful music uh so like i'm i'm very intrigued at what this movie is actually going to and it's like i don't know usually i feel like usually you don't get a biopic until you're dead right yeah yeah, that's more often than not yeah they wait till till the person has passed but so it's like also interesting that she would have been there. There you go. There's the word uh, <laughs> that it's fascinating. There we go. Uh, that she was most likely involved with uh, the writing of this. And now the directing of this, she'll probably play herself in it as older Madonna. I would have to take a guess because you're still alive and capable of doing that. Why wouldn't you? But yeah, yes. Why wouldn't you at one point show up in the movie? It'd be even better though if she has a cameo as not Madonna in the movie. Like if she just showed up and wasn't herself, you know? Oh, Howard Stern in the Private Parts movie. Like he plays himself. He didn't direct it, but he plays himself in the movie. That's kind of similar. I guess that is true. And obviously he was still very much alive uh for that. Still is. Um, yeah. 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 Hmm. So there's at least one. I I hmm, I wonder if there's more. I really can't think of that m- many that uh, have happened where that person was still like alive and then also still played themselves or wasn't like an outside. Because I think Richard Jewell uh, had passed away, right? I- I think he did, or shortly after the movie, but he didn't play himself. Like, obviously, there was an actor playing him. And then, um, yeah, yeah. 
I'm trying to think. I don't know. I mean, if anybody's listening, uh, hit us up on Twitter because I would love to know if you have anything that comes to your minds as to this happening before. Well, I remember when I was a kid, uh, ABC, like I think it was ABC, had like you know those movies of the weeks. Like they, still, mm-hmm. I don't know if they still do that or not, but the, they had a movie of the week, and for a little stretch there, they had like uh, the true story of whoever. Um, yeah. Who, one week they had, I remember they had the, the true story of Hulk Hogan and like, hmm. you know, uh, they, they had, no, it wasn't Hulk Hogan. It was Jesse Ventura. It was someone was playing Jesse Ventura. Uh, and this was around the time that he became governor. So I think at the end of that, he, he actually shows up to, to do like a in cap on there. But then like the next week or a little bit down the way, they had the Dennis Rodman story, and I mm. I sure remember him showing up at the end of that one, mm. which, was, which was interesting. So, yeah, that seems strange to me, but okay. I mean, I guess they just recently did that that uh, documentary thing on Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, that was what was that called? The uh, something, the game, or yeah, something. Well, Last Dance. That's what it was called. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I bet. I mean, I feel like that's a little different though, because that's like a documentary. Yeah, that's that not a, a series. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not a biopic. <laughs> Who would you cast to play yourself in a biopic? <laughs> Who would I cast to play me? Um, I don't know. Hmm. Who Who do you see me as? Ooh, that's a tough question. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who could encapsulate that much badassery. Um, oh, that was nice of you. Yeah, um, I'll have to think about that. I I I want to get a good choice, like a really good choice. You know what I mean? For the longest time, like I always thought, like it'd be. It, I think I think personality wise, at least with the characters that he always played, like Jason Lee would be a a good one for me. Oh, Jason Lee would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I I like Jason Lee a lot. Um, I think uh, Ethan Suppley would be a really good me. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, if you did, if you just want to stay in the um, My Name is Earl family. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It's a good way to go. Uh, uh, yeah. So there's that, that's that's interesting. Yep. There it is again. Yep. Anyways, uh, Denny Villeneuve, we talked about him last week. Yeah. Him and Jake Gyllenhaal are going to be uh, working together again. They, they did Prisoners and Enemy together. Um, I guess on the on a Roger Deakins podcast. Yeah, uh, Team Deakins. Deakins. Yeah. They, they, Jake Gyllenhaal stated that there is something we are working on now, referring to himself and Denny Villeneuve. But no information on the plot uh, has been revealed. Uh, Villeneuve uh, previously mentioned he wants to return to the smaller film with after Dune. So I would imagine you would. <laughs> <laughs> Dune is a mega epic. Like I would imagine, yeah, you would definitely want to go a, a little bit smaller. And I mean, you know, he also uh, did uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which was not a small film. Uh, I mean, smaller than Dune, yeah. but still a, a pretty monumental undertaking with a tremendous weight uh, upon your shoulders to deliver something on, on both those occasions, on both, you know, the fan base for Blade Runner and Dune. I'm sure uh, the pressure is probably just uh, ungodly in, in a lot of aspects, you know. So true. I mean, that's absolutely true. So, uh, I mean... I'm a huge fan of Arrival. Um, mm-hmm. We said last week I, I really love Prisoners. So if they could do something like Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal again, like I'm all for it. Whatever it is that they can work on together. I mean, at this point, I love both of them, and so <laughs> honestly, I'm I'm whatever it is, I'm there. It could be Sharknado Fifty, and I'm still. <laughs> I don't know why they would be doing that, but if it was, I would be like, yes, let's sure, go, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh have you ever listened to team deacons i i have actually it's it's uh i i have like basically all the yeah i try to listen to all the geekly media shows of course uh <laughs> i listen to uh we're entertained um and then and then I, I, for a while i went through a weird thing where i was listening to a ton of mtg podcasts 
uh, thinking that somehow I was going to have enough time in my life to, to really get good, as they say, and go like play some pro magic tournaments. Uh, spoiler alert, I, I don't have time <laughs> to do that. And uh, turns out I'm not that good at magic. Uh, but uh, I, I, I also do listen to um, uh, Team Deacon and uh, Dax uh, Shepard's podcast, uh, Armchair Expert. Uh, I really like those as well. But yeah, it's... It, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Roger Deakins is like the god of cinematography for most people right now. There's, and, and that's not to say that there aren't a tremendous amount of wonderful cinematographers out there. There, there definitely are, but he's kind of become like the one who uh, seemingly everyone just kind of knows by name, which is a rather challenging feat for a cinematographer. That's usually more of like a director or sometimes a producer that that would happen to. Uh, and I, I believe he actually kind of started doing the podcast because of the pandemic. And uh, oh. he kind of interacts a lot with uh, his wife uh, as well. She's she's on the podcast uh, quite a bit. And, you know, it's it's very insightful in um, just kind of all the aspects of, of filmmaking, but cinematography specifically, you know, it's 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 a really, really incredible podcast if no one's listened to it yet. And. Is as amazing that he is. He just recently won his first Oscar, right? Yeah, he yeah he did. Uh, he much like uh, I would say Leonardo DiCaprio got you know snubbed quite frequently. Um, I mean, from what I recall, he there was a movie that was uh, uh, I think it was called like The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert McCall. Uh, that he was the cinematographer on that. And he, from what I recall reading, built his own set of lenses to capture that movie, which like just un- having the knowledge of even how to go about something like that is, is truly incredible. And, and like a league of your own, in my opinion, like that's uh, amazing. But yeah, he, he went a very long time. He was nominated uh, quite a few times. But uh, yeah, he for some reason just never, never quite got there until recently. And uh, I, I mean, I remember everyone losing kind of their minds when it happened, and it was it was such an awesome little event for for him to finally win one. For which movie? I don't actually remember what movie it was for. Uh, well, it also it was the the coward Robert Ford, not Robert McCall. I was close. See, I knew I didn't quite remember it. <laughs> uh, was it was it twenty forty nine? Was Blade Runner twenty forty nine that we already we just mentioned that he won the Oscar for? Do you think? Um, you know, I it I award hmm. Hmm. winner. I think it was Blade Runner, and then I think he won again with uh, uh, nineteen seventeen. He, yeah, he his first one was with Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and then yeah, he won for uh, nineteen seventeen, which is amazing because that movie's amazing. You know, okay, so here's the thing with that, real quick, if I can, I I, know. <laughs> I I I I need to go back and watch that movie again because I just could not appreciate the story, and that's not the story's fault. It's just that like having any sort of like knowledge of like the technical level of how films are made. And then watching that movie, that movie shouldn't even exist. Like the, the, the things that they had to do and just the pure, like, I don't know, coordination and prep uh, preparation and and planning and everything that went into that movie uh, is truly insane. Like it's, it's, shot just unbelievably well and like the whole movie is is designed to look like it's done in one take um i mean they built like miniatures of some of the sets uh and did lighting experiments with those miniatures just to make sure that it would even work so yeah i I need i just was so distracted by the technicalities of that movie that i could not even remotely begin to appreciate anything other than that so i need to go back and watch it again but it's a great movie uh okay now we do have a patreon and our patreon monthly if you're a part of a certain tier you are allowed to vote in a poll on uh, a topic for a show and once again just like last month uh when taika watiti versus james gunn won and (laughs) 
it had it as Mitch and Rich on the Mitch and Rich show have to discuss. Uh, we have to discuss or what won this month for the month of uh, September. Richard is the Mitch and Rich show have to discuss the careers of Kurt Russell versus Sylvester Stallone. Oh boy. Okay. So I have said many times over how much of a fan I am of Tango and Cash. One of my favorite movies of the 80s, 90s. Is it 80s? It has Tango to be. and Cash was 89 or, or 88, 88, 89. It, it's definitely on the cusp of the 90s, but it's still uh, an 80s film, I believe. There you go. Yes, it's uh, 1989 and just a, a movie that I love to watch. Uh, and and I just you know, I'm guessing at that point, at the height of both of their careers. So, what is it that uh, where do you come out on the Sylvester Stallone Kurt Russell debate? Who 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 do you like more out of the two? Okay, well, like that, that I was gonna ask, like who's coming up with these topics? Uh, <laughs> first and foremost, I, I think they're great, but uh, like. It's interesting that this would be Sly versus Kurt Russell when it's like a very known fact that like Sylvester Stallone and Schwarzenegger actually had a huge career based rivalry. And I was like, it's so (laughs) fascinating that we didn't go with the immediately obvious choice of two, you know, mega conglomerate uh, action stars, which that's not to say that Kurt Russell isn't either because he is. Uh, but when I think about it, I, I just, I, for some reason, I, it's so fascinating to me that, uh, I don't often think of Kurt Russell as, as just an action star, but he, he also has done just as many action movies more. In fact, I think he's been in like a hundred movies and I want to say Sylvester Stallone's been in about 85 ish, 86, maybe somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. Stallone started his IMDb says he started in 1969 and Kurt Russell started in 1962. And I mean, a lot of people remember him from being like the, the, the young actor in all those Disney movies as a kid. That's incre- that's insane to think that uh, uh, Kurt Russell is a, a, a mouseketeer almost uh, in a way. <laughs> He's a Disney child. That's insanity. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. It's it's he's got quite the career too. And like, let's see, what's the the next thing coming up on Kurt Russell's uh, uh, IMDb is the Christmas Chronicles two, which he made a Christmas movie. He was Santa for yeah. a Netflix original movie. Uh, what year was that? That was that's twenty eighteen, wasn't it? Yeah, that was just so, a few years ago. It's, yeah, it's just a few years ago. Whereas the next movie coming up on Expendables Four, oh, I guarantee it. I guarantee it's Expendables Four. <laughs> well, he has a movie that's filming right now called Samaritan. Oh yeah. Then, it, then Little America is in pre production, and the Expendables Four is announced. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, Stallone is definitely making a certain type of movie still. Where Kurt Russell is still all over the place. Like, you don't nail him down to one type of movie. Although, I would love to see if, uh, you know, Disney or Amazon or somebody else wants to get on this. I would love to see a Santa Stallone movie. (laughs) I would would pay very good money to watch that movie. Very good money. I think that would be a hilarious movie right there. yeah <laughs> i mean it would also be like you know because all these like 80s uh movies are coming back or, or being like you know kind of getting sequels like obviously way later why why can't we get like a tango in cash too i mean i think that would be awesome but like wouldn't they both be captains at this point or something like they I shouldn't mean, be maybe. on the street Maybe, but you never know, right? Like, uh, it's tough to say. That's why it would be interesting. Where are they at, you know, 30, 40 years later in their careers? <laughs> I would be down to watch it. I, and both of them were also in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Like, yeah. obviously, Kurt Russell's career or role was was a lot larger than Sylvester Stallone's, but they it felt like St- Stallone was going to be getting some type of spinoff or something from it like the 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 original guardian i mean he might be play, they you know what they'll probably play a bigger role in the third guardians of the galaxy volume 
three movie. Yeah, that would I could see that. That would make yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. So, I mean, so wait, you you kind of blew past the question though. Which oh. one? Which side do you fall on? Do you, are you more of a Kurt Russell fan or a Sylvester Stallone fan? So here's the thing: when I and this is this is going to sound really mean, but when I think of like Kurt Russell, I can only think of a handful of movies. Uh, like you said, I mean, obviously, Escape from New York and L.A. Soldier, uh, you know, Tango and Cash is in there. Big Trouble of China. But man, when I think about Stallone, like I have almost the entire filmography in my brain. Like I, I don't know. Like for me, I just like I grew up like I, for whatever reason. I don't know what the justification behind this is. But I just grew up so much more being surrounded by Stallone and Schwarzenegger. And I, maybe it's just Rocky. Maybe that's why. Like, I don't know. But I, 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 I think I like Stallone more than I like Kurt Russell. And that's not to say that either one of them are not good at what they do, because they're both amazing and have done. Like you said, they both have tremendous bodies of work. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about, like, Stallone's story. And obviously, like, a lot of people probably would assume that Kurt Russell is the better actor uh, in terms of overall dynamic range. Um, probably true. However, uh, for me, the interesting thing with Stallone is that, you know, he has probably, I would say, maybe 10, 11 directorial credits and probably about 22 but probably like 25 to 30 something writing credits. And I don't know that Kurt Russell has either of those. So, you know, Kurt Russell might have a broader range of emotional ambiguity for filmmaking, but Stallone again, I think has a broader range of overall technical prowess when it comes to it. Cause he's dabbling in a little bit of everything. I mean, look at the 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 titles of the movies that you you said for both characters right or for both actors the roles that kurt russell takes are all so different from each other all the Mm -hmm. time like he he can he could be the star like like he was in uh i don't know something recently (laughs) well just even in the past escape from new york right he's the star but he could well, also Christmas be... Chronicles. He was obviously the star of that, as Santa. I would have to imagine, right? Yeah, exactly. But then he could be in Furious Seven as Mister Nobody, or he could be in The Hateful Eight as yep. uh, the Bounty Hunter, or yeah, you know, played John Ruth. John Ruth, I think, was John Ruth, something like that. Yeah, and uh, Sky High. He's a he's a really far back character because he's he's the the father of the the main character. Or Miracle. He's the coach. He's playing real life Herb Brooks, like all these roles are so different from each other. And well, and then he's like a, a, a kind of like phantom background character in death proof. Yeah, exactly. So you can, you can do all those things. And then Sylvester Stallone more often than not is always the lead, right? Like mm-hmm. he, there's not very many roles where he's the secondary character like guardians of the galaxy volume two or, uh, what's the Spy Kids movie that he was in? You know, like most of the time he's the leading man, um, and most of the time it's some type of action movie. To- it is funny though because I feel like he he has opened up a little bit more to that later in his career because obviously Creed, you know, he's yeah. he's not really the main star of the Creed franchise, like you said, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, The Expendables. Yeah, he's the front man, but I mean, they also do a pretty good job of like you know sharing the screen. Yeah, uh, and I mean, those are massively ensemble casts, but. But you're but you're totally right. I mean, all of those are relatively current. But then you you have you know 2019's Rambo: Last Blood. Uh, that's all about him. You know what I mean? Like so, yeah, I, I would agree. Like he's kind of that front man action star for the bulk majority of of his uh, career. You know, and then you know you can't talk about him and his career without talking about the fact that he's an Oscar winner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that is true and and i don't believe uh did kurt russell ever win one not not an oscar yeah see hmm <laughs> i mean his oscar 
I mean, does he have more than one? I know he won for writing Rocky, Rocky. right? Mm-hmm. For writing it? Yeah, he wrote Rocky. Yeah. yeah I know he, he wrote won it. Best Picture. It won Best Picture, but did he did he win Best Written Script or Original Script or whatever it's called? Oh, he's never won an Oscar. Oh, did he not win? For, uh, he should have because didn't it win? Well, I guess he got Best Picture, probably not uh, Best Original Screenplay. So he was, yeah, he was uh, nominated for best writing screenplay uh, for Rocky, and he was nominated for best actor in a leading role for Rocky. Mm. He was also nominated for best performance by an actor in a supporting role for Creed. Oh wow, nice, yeah. But he's never won an Oscar. I thought he. I mean, I guess you kind of share in that Oscar for Rocky, right? Oh, d- yeah. I think you ha- you should. I mean, that was his movie. He wrote it. He was living on the streets and and like wouldn't sell it until someone let him act in it. So I mean, that's true. That's his. That's very much his movie. So yeah, that I think that movie winning it, even though that movie or the uh, award typically goes to like the director and stuff for that. Like, no, that's that's one hundred percent his. Like, well, award. best picture goes to producer. the producer, right? Yeah. That's- it won Best Picture, it won Best Director, and it won Best Film Editing. So I would I would hope that one of those people would at least call him out or call him up on stage. Oh, Best Picture, usually the whole cast gets up there, so or but, everybody but that's still, in the audience, like so. that's a little different than like just a movie you were involved in winning. Like he wrote that movie, like that was his complete and utter lifeblood passion at the time. Like yeah. that that's more his Oscar, in my opinion, than anyone else, especially because nobody wanted to take a chance on him. Like, that's a thousand percent his Oscar, (laughs) despite the actual technicalities of it. Have you watched Rocky Last Blood? Uh, yeah, you mean like uh, Home Stallone, basically? Uh, (laughs) yeah, I watched it. I haven't watched it yet, and I mean, and just to be honest i hadn't seen the original rambo uh oh really uh until probably like six or seven years ago i watched mm. it the first time um so whenever i thought of rock or rambo sorry rambo? whenever i thought okay. of rambo i always thought of like uh the second rambo movie you know with the mm-hmm. no shirt and in the desert and uh it's got to go save the guy kind of thing that's what i always thought of rock rambo and yeah. that's what the fourth one is the one kind of like where he's on the boat in thailand and stuff like that uh burma yeah Burma. okay well they're na- they're neighbors and yeah, I yeah you're close enough yeah uh so the the fourth one last blood or fifth one sorry fifth one last blood like i was like oh that's cool they're kind of going back to like the original story it's just a guy that wants to be left alone and you know people come to him kind of thing like that's what i got from the trailer i never actually watched the movie that's exactly what happens but kind of he oh. he, he has some family it, well do you want me to tell you yeah yeah i mean it's it's been out long enough i should have watched it if i was gonna watch it well i mean you say that but then you're like oh i never watched the original one until just a while ago <laughs> um yeah, so like he he has some like family that like shows up kind of out of nowhere that he speaks Spanish to all of a sudden, which I don't know that I don't recall these ever being mentioned anywhere in any of the other movies, so that's a little strange, but basically they kind of get mixed up with the cartel through like uh trafficking and he goes down there to try to get his niece back i think it is oh and in doing so pisses them off and they're like well, we're gonna go to this guy's house and like you know, kill him and it's like oh boy uh you should have went to kevin McAllister's house because uh this one was not the one for you my friend <laughs> and uh, a bunch of people just end up getting blown to smithereens and uh yeah, it it I don't know. It it is not nearly as good as uh the one before this which I think was just called Rambo, I think, right? Um I think so. Yeah, yeah. The, that one uh felt yeah, Rambo, yeah. But again, to be fair, that one was also 11 years ago. It was back in like 2008, you know, he's aged another 11 years and you know, it's still a Rambo movie and I still enjoyed it cuz I love Stallone, but it's definitely not as good 
as Rambo was. Like Rambo was like a true return to like eighties gritty like action and like just brutality. Um and the other one kind of feels like retired Rambo is home alone with Kevin McAllister. Like I was waiting <laughs> for him to be like, leave it at the doorstep and get the hell out of here. Um but yeah, I mean it's it was it was an all right movie. I'm curious to see what happens with Samaritan though. So another thing is that like there are so many movies on Kurt Russell's uh uh filmography mm-hmm. that I love. Like I will rewatch over and over. Like it's there there's just so many of them. Mm-hmm. But one of my all-time favorite movies is on Sylvester Stallone's filmography. Well, before you say that, what what are the ones uh, for Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell? Oh, I'll watch Captain Ron, Tango and Cash, Big Trouble Little China, The Thing. Uh, let's see. What else is on here? Draft. You a big backdraft fan? No, I'm not a big backdraft no. fan. I haven't watched that one a bunch of times. Miracle, Sky High. Stargate? What about Stargate? Nope, I hate Stargate. Not big Stargate. But uh, Bone Tomahawk was insane. That's fairly recent, right? Bone Tomahawk? What was that? Wasn't Bone Tomahawk fairly recent? Or am I getting that confused? No, no, no. That was two, 2015. It's, oh, okay. it's pretty recent. Like, yeah. It, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'll watch on uh, Dark Blue. I, I missed that one. That was that was such a good movie too. Soldier, yeah, Soldier is epic. Yeah, I yeah. love that movie. Jason Scott Lee. <laughs> and then you know, did I say Tombstone? Because Tombstone is an amazing yeah, movie. But I was waiting for that one. I was like, <laughs> there's got to be some Tombstone on here. And he's also in Forrest Gump. He's uncredited, but he he's huge in Elvis Presley, which hence the Three Thousand Miles to Graceland movie he did with uh, Kevin Costner. But yeah. he actually plays Elvis in uh, Forrest Gump. A lot of That's people right. don't know that. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So, th- like I said, there's there's a bunch of movies on his filmography that I will watch over and over. But like I was saying. Mm-hmm. One of my all-time favorite movies is on Sylvester Stallone's uh, filmography, and that's Copland. Like, oh, I was I was waiting for Judge Dredd. I thought you, I, I thought you were going to say Judge Dredd. <laughs> no, I am the law. No, not that, not that one. I love Dredd. Dredd is an amazing movie. Which came are, out today. It came out today, September twenty-first. What did Dread? Dread, yep, September twenty first. Uh, I want to say two thousand eight came why out. You, why do you remember it was September twenty first? I don't know, but I do. It's it, we we need <laughs> another one, and I've been counting the days since. Apparently, it would be great if we did get another one. Uh, so yeah, like I said, you know, I've never, I was never a big Rocky fan. I was never a big Rambo fan, but Demolition Man, I love that movie. Oh, Demolition Man's so f- great, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, I remember watching like um, uh, what's the cliffhanger, and just thinking this is a thing. Um, I love the Creed movies. Grudge Match was weird because I was like, "Oh, we're trying to capture the fact that he was Rocky Balboa, but we're not going to use the name Rocky Balboa." Um. The expendable movies are fun, but like you said, that's it's more the ensemble cast for that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to me, like Copland, Copland is just the movie for me. So, cool question about that. Then, okay. uh, were you a huge fan of Logan? Yes, I mean, you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get. I see what you're saying. What about? No, no, no. Wait, hang on. Hear me out. What about Three Ten to Yuma? Yes, I love Three Ten to Yuma. Walk the line. Yeah. Identity. Oh, I love Identity. Interesting, because those those are all uh, James Mangold movies. Yeah, yeah, they are. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. You know, I I I honestly don't think i've seen copland in its entirety or i don't or at least i don't remember it now and now i'm like really curious because you're like it's my favorite stallone movie and to me i'm like that's just insane how is that possible (laughs) but um also like it's stallone not in impeccable shape like i mean he's not he's not out of shape but he's also he's he's kind of out of shape in that movie you can see that he's he's uh He's rounder, so to speak. Well, I mean, uh, I think for for him and his, you know, 
uh, physique that he's had throughout his entire career, like I would say that's a, a fair assessment. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's, yeah. It, you have to sit down and watch the whole thing one time. I, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I got to refamiliarize myself because it's like the cast in that movie is amazing. I mean, it had Harvey Keitel, Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro was in that. I think Janine Garofalo was in that. I mean, like there's a lot of really heavy hitters for like the, the nineties uh, <laughs> that was in that movie. Cause that movie was probably late nineties, uh, maybe early two thousands. I would speculate 97. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I I don't I just, I just don't remember that much about it for some reason, and that that baffles me, especially because you're like it's my my favorite. Which, <laughs> also, like, how is that your favorite over Demolition Man? I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Demolition Man, but mm. it's just so much more meat to the bone on Copland. Like, it's it's just such an interesting story. So many great characters. And, you know, the idea behind it of like, there's this town in Jersey where all the New York cops live and it's pretty, it's all corrupt. And I don't know, like he's, he's the cop in the town full of cops from New York. (laughs) (laughs) Is he too? Does he have a New York accent? I know he has a Jersey accent in it. Oh, he does that though? Yeah. I That's so. impressive. Yeah. I just I have a hard time even imagining what that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> so good. You know what movie he did that I always like? I, I really liked, but I don't think most people have ever heard about it was a movie called I See You. <laughs> now this is right from the days when we worked at Blockbuster. Yeah. Came out. Yeah. No one knows about that movie. Right. Like, it, that was really under everybody's radar and i couldn't even tell you what that movie is about so the only thing i remember is that he's like a detective he's uh he's a cop you idiot no that's that's his uh that's schwarzenegger um yeah he's like a he plays a a a detective or something like that and and he's being like stalked by this serial killer and if I recall correctly, people just think that he's insane. Like, they don't kind of, like, really believe him, if I remember. It's been a while. And, like, the original title for that movie was actually called, like, Detox. And then they changed the name of it to I See You. And I'm like, where the hell did Detox come from? Maybe he has a drug problem in the movie. I, it's been a long time. Maybe. Because that was, like, early 2000. That's, like, 2002, 2003-ish, somewhere in there. Was that one of those movies that was like made by the Blockbuster Production Company or oh, DEJ? Maybe it might have. I think it was DEJ. I just remember us having so many copies of it, but like nobody had ever heard of the movie. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't recall the production company on that one, but it it probably was a very small one because that movie just uh no one has ever heard of it. So <laughs> anyone listening to the podcast that wants bonus points uh from this bonus material, go check out ICU and report back to us on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and I will also have to watch it again as well as Copland. <laughs> uh, i haven't seen that so what is, is big trouble in little china you think your favorite kurt russell movie oh uh, yeah probably well i don't know maybe it might be tango and cash hmm. i between the two of them are, they're so great they're both so great <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard right like it's, it is it's really oh, missed the best of times that's a good movie too where he him oh, and yeah. uh, Robin williams like yeah just so many good movies from him. So, so coming out on the side, where who has the better career in your oh opinion? Oh my gosh! Can you make that decision? Oh, oh no, probably not. I, I, ah, man, I feel like they're really neck and neck though, because I mean, they both have just this illustrious film career that. I think really anyone that wanted to get into film like as an actor would love to have had. Um, and I mean, my God, for Stallone and, and, and Kurt Russell to still be kind of doing actionist action esque 
movies like this late in their careers is like, I mean, like Stallone's like 75, <laughs> 72 to 75. He's got to be somewhere in that ballpark, right? Like in 46. So uh six 2016 would have been 70 years so yeah 40 74 yeah right so i mean like to be almost you know half a decade away from 80 and still in better shape than i've ever been in my entire life and, and in better shape that 90 percent of probably people in america have been in their lives uh is bonkers man it's bonkers and same thing kurt russell like who would have thought, you know, Santa Claus movie? And I'm like, yeah, I would, I absolutely would watch it. I'll watch the sequel too. And then his character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, also really, really awesome, like a really cool little character. Yeah. Um, I would love to say, I mean, I'm sure he's at a point where he doesn't have to work, you know, but I would, I would still love to see movies from, from both of them, like, uh, regardless of what they are. I'd love to see some more. Uh, hard-hitting action coming out of Kurt Russell. Uh, probably not an escape movie. I think we might be done escaping, but maybe some sort of like new character or something. You know, I, I think he's such a great actor, and I would just watch anything that that him or Stallone are in. Like, I, I think the winner here, the clear winner, the one hundred percent irrefutable pound for pound winner in this is us. It's us as, right. as viewers and fans. Like, that's who wins. How is it that Kurt Russell hasn't showed up in an Expendables movie yet? Like, I, you know, I don't know because those movies—they're always playing versions of their other characters, right? So, like, he would probably have to play a version of Snake Plissken, right? I mean, yeah, he could. I mean, or he could be like Jack Burton, or uh, no, that's true. Man. I mean, he's done a lot of, or the, the soldier—he could show up as like a Universal Soldier and like. <laughs> make fun of that i mean we already had van damme in there what a missed opportunity that was yeah um, but you know I, I think he should i agree with you i i'm gonna call stallone right now and be like you you make tango and cash two there you go and <laughs> expendables four or five with kurt russell coming back i mean as i say if you're if you're gonna get him to make any movie with kurt russell again you make him make that tango and cash two i want to see what uh ray tango and what is cash's name <laughs> i just cash make the check out to cash i think it's 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 something it's gabriel gabriel cash there oh, you go there you go. yeah there ray you tango go and gabriel. they missed the the naming thing though it's supposed to be like one of them the the tango and cash like one of that's supposed to be their first name the other one's supposed to be their last name mm. they, both of them being their last name hmm what would their power couple name be <laughs> The Tango and Cash or Kurt Russell and it's <laughs> both. <laughs> both, I guess. What would they be? Uh, slurt? <laughs> slurt? Don't you slurt with me. You're such a dirty slurt. <laughs> That's so good. I love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um I I don't know. I I like I said, I think. Yeah, I really don't know because because Kurt Russell I think has the better acting career, but Sylvester Stallone just has the better career. Like he just has the more achievement. If that makes well, sense, I I think it really depends on how you define that in a way, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I I I certainly would not take anything away from Kurt Russell's career Never. ever. Uh, you know or Stallone's for that matter, but uh, yeah, it, it's such a difficult thing, right? And I hope that we never have to do this with people that are clearly this well off in the film industry, because my God, it's so hard to choose. Would you seriously not watch another Escape movie, though, with Kurt Russell? Like, if oh, he can again? No, I, to I totally would. I, I just don't, I mean... Like Escape from LA is basically a remake of Escape from New York, though. Like I, I'm just saying, like I would, like I, I would totally watch it. Don't get me wrong. I would, I would, I will watch anything Kurt Russell's in. But I, like, I want to see him do something different, like newer. You know, like get, let's make a new badass character for Kurt Russell, right? Like that's all I'm saying. All right, I'm all for it. Okay, I hope our uh, Patreon listeners and donators are happy. And hey, look, everybody else got to 
listen to this particular topic because of our Patreon listeners. You too can dictate what Richard and I talk about <laughs> for a good a good amount of time by being a Patreon uh, patron. Yeah, that's what they're called. So uh, go check that out at patreon.com slash geeklymedia. You know what? A real quick sidebar on that before you uh, escape. Uh, uh, speaking of escape, that's where I was going. <laughs> it's on the brain. You know, it's funny, though, because you just said you wouldn't watch another escape movie. And I was like, hmm, wait a minute. That's also a good crossover because escape. Stallone also has two escape plan movies. I think he has three at this point. Oh, my God. Really? I mean, he might not be in the third one, but there is a third escape escape plan movie. He might just be like the producer or something. Oh my gosh, you're totally right! Wow. <laughs> okay, and that one had Batista. How did I not watch that one? Because they're terrible movies. I don't care. I'll watch it. Like, <laughs> and Devin Sawa. What a throwback! It's got Casper in there. Yeah, wow. and Fifty Cent. Dave okay. Batista, 50 Cent. Uh, I knew 50 Cent was in them. Yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. So they make a fourth one. Uh, escape from whatever we bring Snake Plissken in. It's the ultimate uh, escapee. There you go. There you go. Uh, let's get into talking about the devil all the time. Who would you say is the star of this movie? You know, that's a very good question. Um, and I think ultimately one of the biggest problems with this movie, uh, to be quite honest, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 Tom Holland ish, I guess. Yeah. 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 See, cause like, okay. If, since you didn't watch the trailer, the, the trailer makes you believe Tom Holland is a star. The poster makes you believe Tom Holland is a star. The fact that Tom Holland has the top billing in this movie makes you think he's a star. He doesn't show up till 46 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, what is going on here? I didn't I didn't hate this movie. I didn't not like this movie. I like most of this movie. I guess I'm just not quite putting my finger on what this movie is about. So do you want to know what, okay, so I watched the movie and the whole time I'm just going like, what in the hell is going on with the narrative here, right? <laughs> and I get through the whole movie and and the end credits are rolling and then it says based on a novel or novels by so-and-so. And I was like, well, there you go. That makes so much sense now because right. it it really does feel like this makes more sense as a novel. I don't think it worked as well as it could have or should have for a movie um especially a movie with such an amazing cast like what the heck yeah i mean like i'm sitting there and like uh tom holland's in it robert patson's in it Halle bennett uh bill skarsgård showed up at one point and i was like whoa whoa he's he's mostly the beginning of the movie yeah like, he's like who you think yeah you think he's the protagonist at the start of the movie you're like oh all right and no no n- not at all <laughs> uh sebastian stands in this movie jason clark is in this movie uh uh uh, uh mia waskasowski no waskowska i don't know how you say it. she was fucking cinderella mm-hmm right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many people in this, and the the narrator throughout the whole movie is the writer of the book, Donald Ray Pollock. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was at first, I'm like sitting here, is this narrator some of, one of the characters that we're going to be seeing? Like, is it going to come back to? And then there was me. This is where I come in, kind of thing. No, never happens. It's literally a person telling right telling you a story, just a a story about how all these lives interconnect and man, do they interconnect <laughs> so much stuff happens around this little town in the middle of the country. So l- l- let me ask you this. Cause uh, at this point, anyone listening to this uh, got a double barrel earful uh, of, of th- this thought process when we talked about the tax collector, <clears throat> do you like any of these characters? 
I would say uh, I would say I I like Tom Holland's character, but other than that, not really. Right? It it this movie just feels like a bunch of shitty people doing really shitty things. Yeah, like, and then, yeah. And then Arvin, the Tom Holland character, is just dealt a really shitty hand throughout his whole life. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like the, the, the end. What's that? I didn't know that? Skipping to the end of the movie, I didn't mm-hmm. know this watching the movie. Uh, I didn't pick up on this watching the movie. I read this in the trivia. Do you know who that's supposed to be depicting that get that is driving the the VW van that uh, Arvin Tom Holland's character gets into? Uh, I see. This is in sixty. Was it be Sam the serial killer? No, it's not Son of Sam. It is supposed to be uh, Charlie Manson. Oh, that was my second guess. That was <laughs> totally my second guess. Like, and I was like, because they get, and they they set it up to where you're like, you know, something horrible is going to happen because everything horrible happens to this kid. And then they're like, he knew he shouldn't be falling asleep with a stranger. And I'm like, well, yeah, like he literally almost just died hitchhiking, not even moments before this. <laughs> I, it's, I just don't under, really understand what it is I'm supposed to get from the end of this movie. Like, what I, am I supposed to take away? Like I, I already, I so many movies that just come off with, well, humanity is terrible. It's like okay, well, I knew that. There's <laughs> you're not blowing the doors off of anything with that statement. So I just really don't know what am I supposed to take away from this movie. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, especially by today's audience standards, because we have enough examples of that going around everywhere we look currently. So yeah, I don't think we need a refresher course on how crappy humanity can be. Yeah. Um. But no, I, I I agree with you, and I felt, and that's what I was trying to say too. Like, I don't really feel, even with Tom Holland, like I I I I don't really feel like I ever connected with his character. I certainly don't think that the things he did were. I mean, obviously he kills people, but the it's some of the reasons behind why he did it. The motivation is a lot stronger. Um, this almost feels like a, a a movie that's really just pointing out like, hey, people are psychotic and do really stupid things when it comes to religion uh, because, you know, almost everybody's out there killing people. for, And they even make a point about that with the photographer. They're like people, you know, him watching men die was the only time he was in the presence of God. And then the other guy that's like, oh, you know, the Lord took away my fear of spiders, dumps all the spiders on his face, swells up like a pumpkin when one of them bites him. Goes and hides in a closet until he goes insane enough that he actually believes that he can stab his wife in the throat and then resurrect her. So, and, and like even even uh, Arvin's father, who saw really horrible stuff in the war and was arguably anti-religious until he came back and found God for some reason that they weren't super clear on. And then his wife starts dying, and he you know kills Arvin's dog, and then. Okay. <laughs> kills himself and i'm like what is the message just you know don't be religious or like wh- what is it it does seem like there's a very anti-religious message behind the story and and you're never ever <laughs> going to win any points with me storytelling wise by killing an animal especially a dog in the movie and i mean that happens in the first after i don't know somewhere around the 30 minute to 40 minute mark in the movie so obviously at that point i'm already kind of like well this movie's going downhill like kind of thing so it wasn't that wasn't a good move for me well, the way they show it too is so horrendous. Not even, not even the killing of it, but like the fact that he crucifies yeah. the dog on the cross. I'm like, oh my gosh! And then the poor Arvin, all he wants to do is go back and bury his dog. Like he spends half of his life trying to get back there to bury his dog. It's so horrible. Uh, yeah. And then Sebastian Stan's character being the sheriff, and you know, uh, his sister is one half of a serial killing team. Um, it's, it's, it's so all over the place. Now in comparison to other movies that are like this, where a whole bunch of different stories intersect or come together, like Pulp Fiction. How, how do you think this, something like this, like measures up to that? Well, you know, I, again, I, I think with this being a novel and, 
you know, approaching it from that standpoint, it, I don't know. It makes sense in that, in that aspect. And I think that's the biggest problem is it does work in a novel format, but it doesn't work very well the way that they have it here in terms of a film. Mm-hmm. Old fiction, although it's kind of all over the place, it, it's, it's, it feels very coherent. Um, and there was just so many times through uh, the devil all the time uh, that just don't really feel very coherent. Uh, it does this weird thing where it like tries to, I guess, do like what Tarantino does in some instances where he shows you an event and then goes back and like, or even like the boondock saints where it would show you like the aftermath of like every murder. And then it would go back and bring you to how that like murder happened or that event happened within the boondock saints. It kind of felt like that, but like less effectively uh, executed here. Like, cause there's so many times where it takes you to a moment and a timeline and then it takes you back to somebody else and then tries to bring you back to that timeline, but then jumps to a different time. Like, it just felt very, very distracting and very convoluted. And and it's like you said, I. it's weird that you don't really have a true protagonist. And then the, the mild and uh, protagonist that we get is almost an hour into almost 46. I would round it up maybe almost an hour into the movie mm-hmm. um, of a movie that's two hours and almost 20 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I don't know. It, it, I don't think it works as well, for me at least. So let me ask you this, because the director of this movie is Antonio Campos. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is also the director of a show that I believe you like. I remember you telling me at one point, The Sinner. I've seen, I've seen uh, parts of it, yeah. Oh, I remember you, like, talking about the first season and really really enjoying it well actually i think there's a different show was it i think so because uh the first season is the one with uh jessica beale yeah that's not that not what i was thinking of huh well then never mind that <laughs> has to do with this but he is a relatively um newish director like he's got an episode of the punisher he's got uh, a couple of shorts a movie called simon killer after school buy it now uh and a ser- an episode of homemade i don't know what that is but like i a lot of these things i've never even heard of. i've heard of the punisher right <laughs> well after school was uh dealing with like internet addiction and like drugs and things like that if i recall correctly that's a that's a relatively older movie 20 or 20 uh, no 2008 ish maybe 2009 so it's i do recall that movie um but yeah and that's that's i guess kind of makes sense in some ways too right because like you said he is a less uh seasoned director um and and it 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 just feels like the movie is very disjointed maybe that's maybe that's why hmm all right so was there do you do you feel like his his newcomerish uh to directing like not he's not newcomer i mean he's he's been directing for a while but he doesn't have a lot of credits to his name do you think that that, that was just a, it's just a, a, a not a flaw but just like uh he doesn't have the experience why this movie doesn't quite come off right i mean it's 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 certainly possible um it's also highly possible that we're just not really the viewership that this movie's trying to go to and and as something i always talk a lot about with people when it comes to art you know it's funny that we have doctors and lawyers that go to school for you know eight years or whatever to then go out and practice medicine practice law but when it comes to art you know we always talk about oh well you must perfect your art before you make art and we expect you know all of these attempts to be perfection when really they should just be attempts and even though this attempt falls flat for us, um, it is highly possible that it's a mega success for people who consumed the novel. 
maybe it does the novel a tremendous amount of justice in bringing it to the screen. And, and maybe that's where the disconnect for, for us, because uh, I'm assuming you did not read the the novel. I didn't read the novel. Okay. I, and I didn't either. So maybe, maybe that's the problem. Um, it could be an experience or, or, you know, there's a number of an infinite number of other possibilities that could have happened because I mean, again, we look at the cast for this movie and it's an incredible cast. And I think that's one of the really good, like strong things about this movie are the performances. Uh, the performances are incredible. Uh, from pretty much everyone that's in the movie, uh, very, very strong presence. And I, I mean, again, Robert Patson with like his southernish accent and the cadence that he was speaking, just extremely weird. Uh, not like anything I've ever seen him do before. And he plays a, a arguably a creepy, almost borderline pedo priest. Um, I don't know how old all of those girls were i think one of them was 17 or something so you know yeah but um yeah, yeah. but again the the performances are incredible so i think from that standpoint you know maybe uh he's a very strong director at evoking wonderful performances maybe he's just not great at narrative structure uh is maybe a, yeah, a, a fair assessment good performances out of his actors like that's that's definitely not something that's in question here but yeah the narrative structure the the idea of the story coming together doesn't quite work i could say at least in my opinion so no and i agree with you and and to to also i guess look at the other side that to be the devil's advocate all the time uh if you will um good one yeah right maybe it, it also is just the lack of having a character to co- to really connect with, you know? I mean, if we had really followed Arvin's character throughout the entirety of the movie and, and really only focused on his perspective of the events that were, you know, traumatizing him and, and molding him into what he would become, maybe the outlook would be different. But there's just never really enough time to really i feel connect or buy into caring about really any of the characters uh and i think that hurts it i think that doesn't help you know make the experience stronger for everyone that's watching okay uh so in the trivia for this it says that it was filmed in 35 millimeter so as a person who understands what all that means like could you tell that it was shot on film? Yeah. Um, I mean, if I went back and I was, like, actively looking for it, probably. Um, but, I mean, it's shot beautifully. I mean, there, there's, you know, there's nothing. And, like, sometimes what you can usually tell is when things aren't really uh, exposed properly or you're not using the right, you know, film speed. Um, and you start getting to where there's, like, a lot of film noise uh, and grain and things. That's a little bit easier to tell uh, because, again, going back and and post adding noise to things, which they do often to try to, you know, make things look like film. I think that's a lot more noticeable uh, when you do that. Like, so, for example, The Vast of Night did that. The Vast mm-hmm. of Night was shot on digital. And then, uh, I'm guessing. Uh, but I believe based on, on, on that, it, it looks to me like The Vast of Night was shot on digital. And then they went back and added post uh, grain and, and noise effects to make it look like it. I don't, nothing, I don't recall seeing anything here that jumped out at me immediately where I was like, oh, this has to be shot on film. Um, I think the, the cinematography overall is really good, though. I mean, the the overall, uh, you know, framing and lighting and, and atmosphere and everything that they've captured, uh, I think, looks really good. But no, I mean, it doesn't immediately jump out at me. Okay. Was there anything other, anything other technically that you thought was really worth mentioning, talking about? Um, I mean, I think overall, like everything else works really well. I think the production design is, is great. You know, it certainly made me, uh, I don't know why, but it made me just constantly want to check myself for ticks because there's <laughs> tons of like green foresty areas that people are running through. Uh, and everyone that, you know, has experience with that probably. Exactly. Moved, 
Yeah. And I mean, especially now living in the desert where we don't really worry about that as much. Like now, whenever I see stuff like that, I'm like, Ugh. uh, but I think that, I think they did a great job with the production design between that and then capturing, you know, kind of the 50s, 60s era. Um, and, and again, you know, the performances I thought were, were really strong. Um, technically though, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a technically good movie. I, I don't recall seeing anything, you know, I, I don't recall seeing anything in the edit that jarred me. Um, I, I don't really remember much of a soundtrack, um, at all, actually. Neither do I, which is kind of interesting, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, overall, I would say, you know, if you're someone who maybe read the novel, check it out. Um, if you're a fan of the cast, I, I think it's worth a watch because there's some really great and strong performances, especially from Tom Holland. I mean, it's a very different role than I think I've seen him do uh, previous to this. Yeah, uh, I think it's definitely a different role for Tom Holland. It's 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 letting him come out of that Spider-Man shadow, right? Yeah, and that's that's tough because uh, you know there's a part in here where he goes to get even with these bullies and and basically beats the ever living crap out of these dudes to the point of almost killing them. And it's a little strange to see that coming from Spider Man, uh, obviously. But uh, I, I agree. I mean, I, that's a great way to kind of you know try to get to flex your you know creative and and actor muscles and and do something a little bit different and. Again, Robert Pattinson's performance um, is extremely different from what I've seen him do, and uh, it's very creepy. I, I I don't really have a strong time saying it's a wonderful performance because it makes you feel very uneasy and very creeped out. Uh, but I think job well done to him for that, too. Um, so, yeah. All right. All right. That's... I would say that's our discussion on, on Devil All the Way, or, no, nope, The Devil All the Time. <laughs> um. <laughs> Where, if you want to talk to me about the movie or anything, if you want to talk about Kurt Russell's career, I'm here to do that too. Uh, <laughs> find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. Where can people find you online, Richard? Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Ray Cohen, R I C O W N, or you can find me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Ray Cohen and the number one. Although I have been. Uh, not streaming as much lately because things have been quite crazy with work, but eventually we'll be getting back to it. So you can find me there as well. There you go. Uh, find the rest of Geekly Media at Geekly Media on Twitter, at Geekly Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our uh, on our network on our website, geeklymedia.com. Like I said earlier, we have a Patreon account, Patreon page, Patreon yeah uh <laughs> it's got full it's full of exclusive material that's just for the patreon so if you would like to hear that or experience that please go and check out the different tiers that we have there um also if you listen to this on podcast whatever podcatcher you use please rate and review us it helps spread the awareness of our podcast network but until next time, this is the Mitch and Rich Show on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast.